Hey y'all, it's the Five Seven Legend, the bad little bitch from the Two One Six, Rakim Savon, and it's the Public Health Hoochie Jamie Stars, and you are listening to the Cleveland Hoochies podcast. Ooh, ooh. we are back to our motherfucking roots with a drink. Yeah, we're back <laughs> with a drink because um, you know I need to take a little edge off. You know, uh-huh. it's one of those nights. I don't even have an edge right now, but. I would like, you know... The edge to be taken off. Whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. If there was an edge to be taken off, the bitch is being taken off by the Espelona. Until we pop. Yeah. Tequila Blanca. What is the name Blanco. Espelona. Pure Aguale. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. I don't know. How are you doing today, my love? Well, I'm feeling pretty blessed and highly favored, you know. Oh, we just saged. The air feels light mm-hmm. and lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. How are you feeling? <laughs> what's going on? What's what's on your noggin? What's on your biscuit today? Girl, it's been a lot. Like, it has been a rough week. But yeah, I loved our episode with... Um, Aesthetic M. Yeah. So that has been, um, you know, a little. Very rewarding. Yes. um, Mm -hmm. I love having guests. So we got to definitely have some more guests. Um, But I wanted to. (laughs) (laughs) What? I wanted to play something that's been on my heart right now. What is that? I'm 420 friendly and I love to be spoiled. I have a hard rock penis. Would you like for me to penetrate you? Yes, that's Roxy. Would you like for me to penetrate you? <laughs> Where are those niggas that be at? They say they doing all this and all that. <laughs> <laughs> like, what was the reason? What was the point behind that Listen, memo? Miss Roxy hit me up on motherfucking grinder. And when I tell you that little voice memo sent me, that was like the highlight of the week. That was it. You know what's crazy? <laughs> that that was... was me playing on your grinder. <laughs> I bet it was. With a little swoop bang. <laughs> he was linked up against the tree. Shit, I'm trying to find the niggas too. You know? No, what did I... Okay, so... What did I say back to her? I was like, all right now, Miss Roxy. Because, like, <laughs> that just... It just took it there. Like, she was not for me. Mm-hmm. But if I was, that that is how... Niggas take notes. That is how you get what you need to get. Like, mm-hmm. that's how you approach a bad bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Straight to the point. Like, I live. She wanted the dick. You know what I mean? The dick was to be had. And uh, you ain't gonna get shit no. being a little timid bitch. You she know? wanted to sling that dick. Oh! That's uh- what... <laughs> That is true. She wanted rock. to get into some booty. <laughs> you know? And I live. I'm here for it. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the foreplay. Oh, yeah. So, speaking of which, everybody is showing dick on Wildin' Out. Ooh. Like, everybody is wilding out from Nick Cannon to Hitman Holler. And what is this about? You know what I mean? Like, this man's child just died not too long ago. Sorry about it. To cancer. You know what I mean? And not too long after that, here we go. We drop a bomb sale. And like Nick's cannon is out here. (laughs) Like plastered. 
and on is, everybody's internet. It's a shame because it's like you can't even give this man a moment to grieve because yeah. like everybody is just so fucking obsessed with these damn nudes. Mm. And I can't imagine what he must be going through. Like, but <laughs> he lost his baby and bitches is trying to make babies with him. Like. Yeah. But the, the the nudes are spectacular. I must say. And I feel like it's mediocre. Like, I, it isn't what I was expecting, for real, for real. Like, um, from what he was trying to showcase on his, like, talk show, he didn't have no underwear on on his talk show. And, you know, the dick was dicking. You know what I mean? It looked like it was. But from what I saw in that news, like... It wasn't that impressive. And then it kind of looked photoshopped. Like, his head looked like it was a copy and paste. How big do you think it is? I feel like, um... I feel like it would be a size a little bit bigger than an iPhone. Hmm. Well, Hitman... He got Mariah Carey to sing high notes, you know, so... (laughs) Hitman Holla's news is what what got me. That nigga could get all of this good news. Man, hit man, make you want to holler. It was. <laughs> Girl, shut the hell up. You hear her? Fucking Hallie. Hallie. She back. Um, no, but um, it was a tweet. This girl was like, I see why they call him Hitman. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. Interesting. I don't. I know this must be like embarrassing for them, but at the same time, like Hitman. No, I think he made a response about it. He was like, uh, "Somebody in my close friends, like I only had thirty people in my close friends. One of y'all bitches snitched on me. I'm not ashamed of my shit, but <laughs> you know, I gotta clear some shit out. Basically. That's a real nigga, like standing your shit, like right. Period. However, we're not gonna get a statement from Nick Cannon and his canon. We don't need a statement from him, like, at this point. Like, he should be able to give, to have the space to grieve his child in peace. Like, mm-hmm. we should just leave it alone, period. You think they're going to join the OnlyFan wave after this? Um, Hitman might. He should. He That's should. a well, nice little yeah. coin he could be making, like, because at this point, like. Everybody's doing it. Yeah. I mean, well, everybody fucks with him, too. Like, niggas will subscribe. Like, I might, mm-hmm. you know, have to get my coins together for a little Hitman. Did you see, like, um, on the show, like, <laughs> it was, like, a, a new gay cast member on, like, a Wild and Out? No. They got a little gay cast member, I think. I'm not, you know, really tuned into the show. But the nigga was, like, fangirl. And he was, like, hit me. He was like fainting <laughs> on the stage and he got salty and walked off the fucking stage. Like, now we know why. Yeah. Mm, hit me and slang him. What else you got for me? Um, and next up, let me see. Hold on. Oh, you guys, fucking Christmas is coming up. Oh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Ding, ding, ding. I guess Happy this is holidays, like Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, all of that shit. Yeah, I guess this is technically our very, very special Christmas spectacular. No, this isn't the Christmas spectacular. We're is it the Christmas spectacular? It's the Christmas spectacular. We didn't even it's give next them a week. number. We didn't even sing for these <laughs> niggas. At the time this is being recorded, Christmas is next week, bitch. Did you get your gifts together? Um, they are coming in the mail. I hate this. Um, we have niggas that be sitting outside in the hallway, so I'm kind of like scared about this shit. Like, yeah. I need my gifts to be here because they're pretty expensive. Yo, speaking of gifts being delivered, the Amazon worker today. Why are all Amazon workers so fucking fine? Like, I don't know. 
I need to get me a job at the warehouse, honey, because... Actually, yeah, them niggas do be fine as fuck. Because, like, earlier today at the school, um, the Amazon walk- worker, he popped up at the job, tatted as fuck, and yeah. he was giving, like, the security go- officer, like, a run for her money. <laughs> but when I came to the door, he was like, here you go. It's like, thank, thank you. you. You know, a little senior woman. Thank you, baby. Like, is yeah. that all you want to give me? You Stare want... long enough just to let him know you could keep a secret. That's uh-huh. it. Like, you got a bigger package for me, Pa? Like, let me know. <laughs> what's in that? What's in that warehouse back there? Well, listen. Your girls are going back home for Christmas. We talked about this with M. We're going mm-hmm. back home for Christmas for the first time in a slick little minute. Uh huh. You know, the other day I Googled uh, my old childhood house um, on the corner of 87th and Chester, and it's just a plot of land now. Like They, de- they tore it yes, down. Yes, they demolished my house, my childhood home. So I don't know. I always say going home for me to Cleveland, it always aligns at a moment in my life where like something like the energy is off or something is like shifting and changing. Mm. And so I end up going home at the perfect time. And so I think like the holidays this year are going to be that moment where I'm able to kind of like, you know, go back home, see childhood spaces, kind of have like this sort of like coming to the homeland sort of moment. Yeah. Now that we have the hoochies and everything. Are you looking forward to anything? Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Kim. I miss her bald head itself. I miss Edge. I miss um, Baby Rob. I have oh, a niece, you know, yeah. Baby Rob Lonnie. Um... I miss Quiesia. I miss all of my good friends and my sisters. And we're going to eat good. Oh, yeah. Eat good for sure. Mr. And I'm going to get paid. We're going to eat Mr. Heroes. We're going to do um, Piata. We're going to do... Corn beef sandwiches. Corn beef and Angela Mia's. A Tahitian treat. A Tahitian motherfucking treat. We're going to have to, like, get... <laughs> a what? <laughs> a Tahitian motherfucking treat. <laughs> We're going to have to um, get, like, a couple of cases and bring those back home so, like, all of our D.C. niggas can, like, taste the liquor. No, dough. they can't get into this. Like, sorry about it. That <laughs> shit is too expensive and it's hard to find. Like, you're not getting a case of the fucking Tahitian treat. Like, take your ass to Cleveland. Well, y'all heard it here. <laughs> well... Wherever you're listening from, if this is indeed the Christmas week, a very Merry Christmas to you all and a Happy Holidays from the Cleveland Hoochies. Get some good dick and some good ass from Christmas. And some good eggnog if you like eggnog. Yeah, and I know like a lot of y'all are probably traveling to your childhood homes and stuff like that, where you know those areas are like jacked and grinder deprived. Mm. So you go home and you're like, a, a hometown hero because you know the apps be going. Oh yeah, I love that feeling. Like, I'm going back home to get this stocking stuck. You hear me? <laughs> <laughs> like I am looking forward to it. I got the teacher nigga that I'm looking forward to see. You know he lived right down the street from my parents. Now, shout out to him. I might have to put on my babushka and humble myself and go get me a nice little something. Some, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I don't know. Nevertheless, it's going to be a happy, happy holiday. Can't wait for it. You got anything for us? Um, The only thing that I wanted to talk about was I saw a TikTok where this guy was um, basically saying that Jack and Grinder for gays is addictive. And I don't know how I feel about that. I know how I feel about it. I feel like for me personally, it is. 
was addicted at one point in time. I told you, or I think I told the show, like, um, I deleted my grind or my Jack profile mm. because uh, it just got a little weird out here. You know, the niggas were, they were finicky when it came to their time. You know what I mean? And uh, I was as well. You know what I mean? So I ended up like deleting it. And when I deleted it, like the, for the next few days, Without it, like I was scourging, looking for the app. And I'm like, mm. damn, where's the app? Oh, yeah, I deleted it. You yeah. know, I've been so used to using that app since fucking 2014. So that's yeah. something like that's one of the pieces of me. You know what I mean? Or I felt like it was a piece of me. Yeah. At the very least, the habit. Like it's like you expect to open your phone and get on it just to like kill time. Kind of like Instagram and other social media apps. Like, yeah. Um, I don't know. So I think the reason it like hit me wrong is because I, some there was something about the TikTok that for me it felt like they were trying to imply that like gay men are so over sexualized that like the apps become an addiction because of our over sexualized nature, and that kind of like language doesn't get doesn't jive with me. I don't believe that like gay men are inherently more sexual than other people. I think we've been more open about our sex. I think we as a community have been deemed as hypersexualized as another way of like demonizing us. But I don't believe that like sex, our sex, gay sex is like something that is um, an issue or a problem. Some people are on there literally just to talk. You know what I mean? Like not everybody on there is for sex. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's why they had those... uh, what is it? The categories if you're on there to chat, if you're on there to, um, you know, the fuck. Like, mm. maybe they're getting overlooked, but there are people on there that really are on there just to chat. You right. know what I mean? And some days, like, I do wake up and I just want to, oh, hey, how you doing? Did yeah. you eat good this morning? <laughs> like, oh. Maybe a little friend. Are like, you sad? Yeah, no, that's talk true. To me. Like, that makes sense. That type shit. And it's a good way to network sometimes, too, because I told you, like, sometimes or there has been days, like, I found people that do shit in the industry. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, I fuck with that for that. Yeah. Okay. I guess in that sense, like, I do. Like, I get it. Um, I think, but I think it's important to uplift and value the apps as, like, a space where that's just how we meet. And there's nothing wrong. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, if it's a problem for you and you're noticing that for your liking, you're spending too much time on it, then maybe it's something you should address. But I think for other people, we shouldn't like look at it as like this, this, it's a problem because it exists or it's mm-hmm. a problem because people are using it for sex. Use it how you please. Like yeah. as long as you're being safe and responsible, like I don't see an issue with people it. People use Instagram for sex. People use Twitter for sex. People Period. use any type of app for sex um, if they can make their way. Too yeah. good, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so it's just another space and value your time, respect your time, value yourself. Yeah. Live your life. You only got one shit, or so we know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Okay. Hey y'all, it's Jamie Stars. Are you ready to make magic? Suite 333 is your new home for all your graphic design needs. Whether you need a logo, website, or a total brand design, 
Suite 333 will go above and beyond to manifest your wildest graphic design needs. I love that. <laughs> that will help you gain the audience that you desire. I mean, look at the Cleveland Hoochies. Visit Suite333.com to book now. That's Suite333.com. Suite333, where magic meets design. And we're back. <laughs> it's story time because um, while I was all away that day, um, I forgot to tell you about the uh, message I got on Jack. What day? Oh. Girl, you didn't. The day you were sick. <laughs> the day I was <laughs> sick. Yeah. You felt in. Um, yeah, because a while back I did, I got this um, really inspiring, cute message on Jack that I wanted to read. And then there's a story to go along with it, which is dope. What's the story? So somebody randomly messaged me on Jack, um, you know, just talking about the podcast. I'll read the message. Mr. Jamie Stars, I love it. I listen to different podcasts all the time or try to give to those that come across my desk. Um, and I had the pleasure of listening to your um, episodes. Love the personality, the context, and the relatable experiences shared. You and your co-host are the dynamic duo. The name itself, the Cleveland Hoochies, is liberating. I wish you both the greatest success with this project. Do it for the culture. Not many people are courageous enough to put themselves out there. Uh, That's real beautiful. That is real beautiful. But you know what stuck out to me? What? This bitch called me the co-host. I am a host of this motherfucking show. Yeah. um, I have my fucking- uh, A co-host. Yes. Duh. Like, girl, what the fuck? (laughs) Well, anywho, you know who you are. Thank you so much. I love you. Shout out to everybody (laughs) for all the love. We've been getting, like, so many, like, cute little messages like this. But this one in particular stood out because um, when I posted it on um, my Instagram, I tagged Jack, and they actually responded. So I was like, oh, my God, like it would be lit if we were to be like um, any type of feature for Jack. Yup, I'm ten steps ahead of you, bitch. So um, I like responded. They were like, um, "What's the story? Tell us the story." So I explained to them like what happened, and um, they were like, "Oh, that's dope." They reposted it and everything, and then I was like, "Our show." Um, no, they reposted the message. Oh, okay. <laughs> but then I told them. Um, that I'm manifesting a collaboration with them, and they said that they'll be on the lookout for it. <gasps> so you know, oh. like the girls might be in there, oh. like swimwear. So yes, please, we love messages like this. Um, any positive little um, uplifting messages, DM us, um, send us shout outs, and I'll be more than happy to read them on the podcast. Like we might have to make this a little, a little thing, like a shout out segment in the mm-hmm. futures to come. Reading messages from you guys. Mm-hmm. And while we're telling stories, did I ever tell you about the time I was in a sex cult? I vaguely remember <laughs> this shit. Why did the niggas out in the hallway like they go? They went up. They went up. They went up for the sex cult. Oh my goodness! So um, what happened? What cult well, was you out here looking like Martin? Like hair fucked up? No. Like, what is that what? movie? I was Nicole Kidman in that one movie. What is that shit called? Um, <laughs> um, some I don't remember, but I was Nicole Kidman in that movie about the sex cult. And um, with her husband, with Tom, was, was that it Tom husband? Cruise? 
It wasn't oh, Tom okay. Cruise. I know point, what you're talking about because you tried to you uh, put it on for me, yeah. but I don't remember it. I ended up falling asleep. Was this the time when we were smoking too? Yeah, was Friday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, eyes wide shut. Yes, yes. It's a Stanley Kubrick production too. Like mm, mm, mm. I don't remember. I fell asleep. Who was her fucking co-host? Oh, it was Tom Cruise. Oh my goodness. Okay. Okay, all we of, have to that, was it. that was a tangent. That was a But yes, Jamie Stars was a part of a sex cult at one point in time. That's hot. This was college. No, it was not hot. Yeah. Um, this was college, and I was like randomly cruising on the apps one day. And, you know, I met this older gentleman. He wasn't that attractive, but he was still fuckable. You know how, like, <laughs> you might, you it's know. It's coming back to me. Come on, let's tell the story. At, look at your smile. <laughs> it's coming back. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. You know how, like, you meet somebody that's, like, you know, it's not up to your standards, but they're still fuckable. Like, you wouldn't date them, but you would fuck them. You know what yeah, I'm saying? We all do it. Yeah. So, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, you know, I will send a limo around to pick you up. Limo. Limo. What's he talking about? I said, what? A limo. So I'm like, okay, that sounded very bizarre. So this nigga pulls up. I told him to pull out to the side of the bushes because, you know, that was my little escape route. You know, I would hop out the dorm, cut through them bushes, and then, you know, nobody would see my teeth. (laughs) So um, lo and behold, a limo pulled up. Like it was like a nice black limo. Like, and it was like one of them old school joints too. Like it had a little. It had a little champagne service in there and everything. Mm. It was nice. So I get into this this limo, and this is stupid. Like there were so many moments in my life I could have been dead. Y'all wouldn't have even known. (laughs) Same. I love that for you, you know. But at least I can say I've lived. We lived a dangerous life. Lived a dangerous life. But I got in the limo. Yeah. (laughs) I was drinking the drink. I was having the time of my life. And, you know, we're driving all through, like, the Shaker area. We get to Cleveland Heights. We pull up to a big mansion. I mean, a huge mansion. And, you know, we're pulling... What part of Cleveland is this? This is, like, the Cleveland Heights area. Like, deep in the Cleveland Heights area. Like, Like Tiana Taylor used to stay over here type shit. Tiana Taylor? Tiana Taylor used to stay over there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, yeah, and I was getting my life. Like, I'm just like, what type of, like... movie shit is this like i'm about Mm -hmm. to get into some shit so i get in there and the old guy like he's like a borderline heavier set black guy like older like kind of daddy vibes Mm -hmm. um and i you know (laughs) i didn't know what to expect we didn't really talk about much it was just like are you a freak are you interested in group sex um like you can just come chill with me so i'm like okay cool so i'm over there um, he comes down, he escorts me up. We're in this like living room area now, and it's like all decked out like that old school Hollywood glamour type shit. Yeah. And I'm just kind of sitting there, like, you know, waiting to see what happens. This is just you. Yeah, it's just me in there. Okay. So uh, other guys start coming out out of nowhere, like older gentlemen. Older black gentleman is very weird. Like it's a very strange thing, and they're not like naked. They're not getting naked. It's just like standing around, like talking, like very social hour, like a cocktail sort of like hour mm. sort of thing. 
And I'm sitting there in my John Carroll, like, hoodie and stuff, like, looking young as fuck, looking, like, awkward as fuck, just like, so are we fucking or what? Like, what is, what what is this? What is this, honey? (laughs) So it gets worse. It just goes down here. What? Wait, I was fixing my mouth to say I had the damn shot in my mouth, you guys, but... (laughs) I was fixing my mouth to say, like, am I about to get set out or what? Like, y'all niggas, like, y'all got on y'all suits so, and shit. Like, like this is like a men.com fucking, like, segment right here. It's like, a dream. What is going on? Honestly, if I didn't believe, or if I didn't live it, I wouldn't believe it. Like, the shit was wild. Um, So, we don't end up having sex, to make a long story short. None of y'all? No. You didn't fuck? We ended up talking. It ended up becoming a group Did dialogue. Did they fuck your mind, at least? They tripped me the fuck out. Is which okay. We were talking about um, the the ringleader, the guy who like orchestrated this whole thing, was trying to set up this group of men where we could basically come together. There could be sex. There could be conversations. But we would ultimately be in an environment where we could just be free to exist and just, you know, learn from each other, um, be intimate, um, converse, fuck, drink, smoke, like, and just chill. And so, you know, at first I was like all for that. I'm like, you know, I've never been in an environment like this. It's pretty interesting. Like, cool. So just like listening to these older guys talk, I've never had like gay mentors. So I was just like, okay, like I'll be in an, I'll you know, I can dig it as long yeah. as I'll get nut eventually. Yeah. <laughs> so that was day one. My fried ass went back. <laughs> so the next time that I went over there, the same deal. The limo comes to pick me up, blah, blah, blah. I get in there. It's the same sort of deal. But this time he has a professional sex therapist there that is demonstrating how to use dildos. So... <laughs> Okay. (laughs) This one guy tries to like deep throat a dildo and ends up throwing up, like puking all over the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to showboat, you fucking bitch. No, uh uh. Sit your little ass down. And you old bitch. Like, okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) It was at that moment that my eyebrow began to arch, but I was still like kind of like fixated. And so, you know, the, the qualities of like a successful quote cult are to have um a very charismatic like ringleader like somebody that sort of like is able to bring people together maybe a man of means or maybe a man of knowledge or resources but is able to bring people together in a space and like hold your attention yeah and so that's what it was yeah and so the fact that he was able to pull together like all of these guys um and then the therapist and like we have like things going on it like kept my attention so i was like you know still intrigued despite the situation in general being very weird yeah so i go back one more time (laughs) y'all so i get over there and all of a sudden they want to start praying (laughs) and they start pre the, the guy starts preaching he starts talking about religion and how we can combine religion with sex and how we can make this experience a very deeply spiritual this one. is the leader yes and it was at that moment y'all she knew she fucked up yeah <laughs> the nigga was too stunned to speak yeah. I, I was in that bitch like um okay yeah no this is not for me 
And you stepped up and said that shit in front of everybody. No, I sat through the. You know, I was dainty oh, and demure. Girl, I'm so, about to say they probably pulled out the damn daggers and was ready to stab. Yeah, because your I shit. didn't know what that was, what it was gonna give. Like at that moment, I realized, you know, this is not gonna be like a group sexual thing. This is gonna be some shit like you this thought is gonna you be... was about to get dug out and stabbed no they trying to <laughs> literally stab you bitch like, like this is gonna become kind of dark and weird oof. and they're trying to make it like a light sort of thing but it's gonna be dark and so it was at that moment i was like you know i got to go like i'm gonna go do schoolwork, and so i just had him like you know, had the limo pulled back around and dropped me off and I like left and I never wow. reached out to him again. But I didn't know at that time that that's what it was. But in like processing in it and reflecting it, I was like, damn, like, you know, you dabbled in some shit. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All of that to say, you know, your girl has lived in very interesting life. And I have so many more stories like that, but that was that one was on my heart because it just randomly came to me last night. Like I was literally thinking about this shit. But what a fucking wild ride! Would have been sitting there looking like fucking Charles Manson girls, like just <laughs> fucked up, <laughs> and you wouldn't have known a thing. Who? Oh my god! In this big ass mansion in Cleveland? No, I yeah. wouldn't have known. And I was living like at that time, I was living very much a double life, and I didn't want people at John Carroll to know. Definitely, my family and friends to know what I was like experiencing and sneaking off to get into. So, like, I wasn't able to tell nobody. Like, you're literally the first person like I've told this story to. Like, it was very bizarre. Very interesting time. And, you know, I'm grateful to be alive. I'm grateful that it didn't, you know, have to do with, like, with drugs or anything. Or escalate any type of way. Yeah, like, I got (laughs) a very simmer, like, simmer level of, like, stress. Wow. (laughs) Hey, y'all, it's time. Everyone has a story to tell, and I think it's time that you have a professional bring your story to life. I think it's time provides clients with premier photography and videography services, along with a unique style of editing that makes you stand out. Even if you desire that simple look, I think it's time is your one-stop shop for filming and editing, as well as sound design services. Go to IThinkIt'sTime.com to book your session now. All right, bitch, you ready to get DP? Are y'all ready to get DP? The fuck? <laughs> Did y'all get y'all lube ready? The fuck? I'm ready to get DP. Follow me, baby. <laughs> Today's discussion point. <laughs> Today's DP is um, ghosting. Ooh, I know this all too well. Who you want to start? Because we both—I feel like we both got a lot to say about ghosting. Um, my thoughts on ghosting, like. I hate that. I hate that for us as a culture that we all have to ghost somebody opposed to telling them how you truly feel. You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather you be straight up and let me know what the T is opposed to you, like, just not saying shit at all. And, like, falling off the face of the earth. And then I find out, like, you're alive. Like, damn, bitch, I I should kill you myself. And then, like... (laughs) You'll really be a fucking ghost then. Like. Yeah. 
I mean, I feel like everybody knows what ghosting is unless you're living under a rock. But yeah, <laughs> it's essentially disappearing. Like, and you could ghost in a romantic relationship. You could ghost in like a friendship. A friendship. You can ghost in any aspect of life. Yeah. And it's, it is fucked up. It really yeah. is. But, you know, my experiences are different because I've been on the ghosting side of things. And you I, and me both. Oh, wait. I didn't realize that. What? Like, I've ghosted people? Yeah. Yeah. Like, if a day goes bad, I won't hit them up. You know what I mean? Like, they be hitting me up. Like, we've been out. We were out at uh, Nelly's when Nelly's was a fucking thing. And... um we were sitting at the table and all of a sudden one of the niggas I went out on the date with popped up and I was like, oh shit, like I need to be hiding my face because I'm not supposed to be seen. Like I, I done fell off the face of the earth and he's not supposed to know that I'm here. Yeah, it's interesting because now, um, first of all, I don't feel alone on the chopping <laughs> block because I was prepared to talk about my shit. But yeah, because we could sit here all day and, you know, be victims and talk about how like those times where it's happened to us and how fucked up it is and how we hate it, but at the same well, we're time, the villains at the same time. We've done it. Yes, we've done it of plenty of times. <laughs> and so I guess the purpose of this, the meat of this DP, is going to be about like the psychology behind it. Like, why do we ghost? Why do you ghost? Why do I ghost? Yeah. Um, because <clears throat> personally, I don't want to face them and tell them that I'm not interested in them. So fear. Yes, fear of, you know, hurting their feelings. And then in longevity, they have to deal with what I said to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it's still fucked up for me to not tell them what could possibly be changed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if I was to tell them like, oh, you're breasting, you have halitosis and I ghosted <laughs> you because of yeah. that. Like you will never know because I ghosted you. Like, it's almost like a white lie. Like, you know, you you don't want to hurt someone or offend them and you feel you kind of just feel like um ripping off that band-aid and just, you know, disappearing completely kind of like absolves you from having to afflict the hurt of like the truth Mm -hmm. because the truth hurts it does like it it really it's painful um but a lot of people often say and we can be the first to testify about how ghosting might hurt a little bit more than that truth terrible because it's it's like you're also being thrusted into this world of the unknown Mm -hmm. where you just it almost you feel is like, like you need closure. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, I would rather you like say with your chest, my breath stinks. <laughs> like, I'd rather you just say my breath stinks as opposed to just like up and disappearing on me because then I'm not even thinking about breath. I'm thinking about there's something deeply internally wrong with me. And I have to carry that burden of mm-hmm. like, there's something wrong with me. And people often carry those burdens into their next relationships. Mm. <laughs> she's swallowing a shot ladies and gentlemen i was about to say i took another shot you guys but um yeah this goes goes back into a couple of situations i have spoke about on the show mm-hmm. with um what do i call this nigga i'm gonna call him don kennedy 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. uh, back with him, like we were, we had this friendship to where like he'd come through and fuck like mm-hmm. whenever I hit him up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, the sex would be good. Like it was going for a few months, and then then all of a sudden he just went ghost. ghost. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like the bomb dick was nowhere to be found, and, and when the world needed him the most, he vanished. He vanished. Like no, <laughs> when the girl needed him the most, like he was supposed to vanish in this cat, <laughs> not vanish into the world of oblivion. Like I didn't know what the fuck happened to him, and then when I found him again, like. We were supposed to link up again. I remember calling you. I was like, girl, I'm about to get some dick. Like, this is not handy. (laughs) Like, I'm about to get slaughtered tonight. No. The nigga played again. And one of his friends ended up hitting me up. And he was like, oh, yeah. Like, my homeboy wanted to smash. But he was saying, like, you corny or some shit like that. I'm like, I'm corny. Like, why couldn't he say that shit? Don said that? Don Kennedy? What? Mm-hmm. Well, his friend said that. That he said. That he said. <gasps> I didn't know that. Yeah, oh so I was God. mortified and I was like, fuck, like I was just, you know. Sometimes it is good to not know what the fuck is going Be on. Be completely 100. Like, how the fuck did that make you feel? Like, I would love to. Shitty. Yeah. Like, I felt so shitty. Like, anybody that says anything like negative towards me like i will take that shit in and it's like it soaks up like a sponge just like when somebody you know uh praises you you know what i mean um in a weird way do you feel like you got closure though like from that situation no because i didn't hear from the horse's mouth true 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 like this is somebody else saying like you know they felt this way but no it's not from that yeah. person you know what i mean so yeah. i'm sure if i saw him out like he would probably speak which would be oh which would be so corny like if if the next time he saw you out and the first thing that wasn't coming out of his mouth was like you know addressing the situation corny because you know i'm like up front when it comes to shit like that like yeah i can't sugarcoat it you know what i mean like i'm gonna be seeing you and i'm like what the fuck is up you know what I mean? yeah like, corny as fuck and how long did you say y'all were fucking for? um so we started in february of 2021 and then stopped june no was it june mm-hmm. yeah that was the last time i said i got some good ass dick so yeah it was june Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, you already know. You already know I got a lot to say. I know where you're going with it. And I'm we sure. We got more to talk. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure, Um, you know, even the listeners, like everybody has had their experience, whether you've been a ghost or whether you've been ghosted. But um, I got ghosted very deeply. And we've, you know, we've talked about, you know, a little bit about how it's been making me feel today, even today. Yeah. But I'll just get into it. Um, The Bionic Top was my consistent fuck buddy for going on three years. Like, it started, like, when I first moved into the DMV area, and we we met in a group session um, through one of my other bottom friends. And I've never met somebody... Um, he was a top, so I was bottoming for him. But I've never met somebody that, like, really matched my sex drive and, like, matched me and, like, 
just was ultimately compatible with somebody in terms of sex. Yeah. And at every level. And we began to develop like even a friendship from there. Mm-hmm. And I think it was all, all based around the understanding of like, we wouldn't catch feelings for each other. This would strictly be sex. This, these were back in my emotional gangster days. Like, <laughs> or you tried not to. I tried not to. Like, you know, we would just smoke, we would fuck, and that would be it. Like, and I think there was a moment where he caught feelings first. You remember this? Like, and we got into that huge argument, and we ended up oh, falling out. Okay. Yep. 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 yep yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. And. Um, I don't really remember what it was, what the argument was about, but we ended up like picking Basically, back up. Basically, like he was saying, he wanted you to be only for him. Oh yes, 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 yeah. So there were already issues about territory and stuff like that from him, and this was year one. But we got past all of that, and we ended up continuing to fuck. And so coming into the the pandemic. Of course, I started to limit my partners because we were in a fucking pandemic. But, you know, a girl still had to get what she had to get because, you know, motherfuckers was horny. (laughs) Uh. So um, I was still fucking with him because he was like my, you know, my tried and true. Um, During the pandemic is when I began to start catching feelings. Mm -hmm. The emotional Mm -hmm. gangster Mm -hmm. in me. Like... You guys were watching fucking Drag Race every uh, goddamn Sunday. And I was yeah, like, what? what I started to, you know, get into like his more like dainty, like feminine affectionate side, which is very appealing to me because I'm somebody, what you see is what you get. Like I am who I am. And like, I've always tried to like bring him into like the public health stuff that I'm doing or like the, you know, expressing my feminine side um, in front of him and just not being ashamed of it. Um, but this was the the year that we began to get closer. And so my feelings began to develop for him. And it became more than just sex for me, I think. Mm-hmm. And so I proposed that we begin to move it, transition it out of the bedroom. Can I take it back a bit? Yeah. I feel like before I even moved out here, like, you've expressed that uh, you wanted something more than just the, the sex. Yeah. I mean, that, like, you know, I had a crush on him. But I think even before the pandemic, like I still respected the boundaries uh-huh. and it was like, you know, there's no need to to kind of cross those boundaries. But it was the pandemic that was like, the world's ending. Let's do it. <laughs> Is that where the conversation of taking niggas out of the bedroom came about too? Yep. Like how we shouldn't do that? Yep. Okay. So ladies, you know, some of these niggas do not need to be out of that motherfucking bedroom. Some of them is just a quick fuck and let them just be that. Like, do not think that because the dick is good, the date is going to be good. Yeah. That's just period. Or the conversation or that y'all vibe or connect or just need to be seen in broad daylight together because some of these niggas can't dress. Like, Stay in- <laughs> Oh my God. To be out and be in fear of their next outfit, that's a real thing. Because, you know, when we be fucking, the niggas come over in them gray sweatpants. And so you don't get a taste of, like, you know, them wearing them bedazzled (laughs) St. Laurent. I don't mind, though. I do. Uh -uh. Don't wear that shit around me, please. You talking about the spike one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The spike bedazzled. I don't want to see Uh that shit, like... Um, but yeah, so I made the crucial mistake of like trying to initiate taking him out the bedroom. By that, I mean like, let's go on a date. Like, let's like actually get to know each other. Let's start talking more consistently. 
And the motherfucker ghosted me, to make a long story short. Like, the conversation began to be very dry. Because what I will say is, like, another pillar of our relationship was the fact that, like, our communication was always so good. Like, no matter what was going on in our lives, um, we could communicate. Oh, an STI might have come up. We can communicate that and not make a big deal about it. Like, let's just go get tested. Like, let's be cool about it. Um, uh it could be whatever, like it could be mud, it could be <laughs> whatever, like um, we'd be cool. Um, but when it, when it came to, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm trying to get my thoughts together. Like being ghosted by him, like it was fucked up, like it fucked me up, like it was really hurtful because I think like I began to internalize um feelings of insecurity in myself like what is it about me that's not good enough to be taken out of the bedroom and it was like before that like it was a really like I had to kind of come to a reckoning with myself because we've done it to so many times to other people I've never really thought about what that experience would be like um having it done to me and you know I began to feel insecure about like you know like what is it about me that's not boyfriend material and then you know you hear things from other people oh you can't turn a hoe into a housewife you get oh. you begin to hear that bullshit and it begins to like read you know what i'm saying like so i got a few things to say about this um that whole aspect of like what is it about me that isn't good enough for them no it's really more so what is it <clears throat> What is it about them that isn't good enough for you? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, no, like, don't ever think that it's your fault that right. you're ghosting. Like, it's really, it might just be them. You know what I mean? Like, they're not ready to take in what you're giving them. Yeah. The, you know what I the mean? beauty that is you, because we're all valuable. We're all, we all have like great qualities and characteristics to offer. We might not all mesh with everyone. But um, just because you've been ghosted, it doesn't mean that you're less than. It just means that that person, there was something about you that didn't work for that person. Mm -hmm. And they just didn't have it within them to tell you what it was. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) understanding that, learning that lesson is perhaps one of the hardest things that I've ever had to do. Mm -hmm. Because even today, so I found the niggas freak Twitter today. Like, we haven't spoken, mind y'all, we haven't spoken in a couple of months now. Like, or actually, no, we've texted of me, like, trying to, like, you know, still set up, like, sexual encounters. But it just but y'all ain't never, like, never link up. up in a few months. Yeah, because every time we would, oop, every time we would try to um, link up um, since the ghosting of that date, I feel like our sex has just been so terrible. Like, Coochie be dry because she's not turned on like you know what i'm yeah. saying like it's like it's not working for me and that's some real shit too like people need to get into foreplay like if you are really fucking with me like you better eat this damn cat open this damn hole look you know yeah. what i mean them poppers all the time ain't gonna work you know right. what I mean? that's some lazy excuse for you to get in this shit and drill it no i need you to put in that work like literally turn me the fuck on yeah Oh, and remember Valentine's Day, like the last Valentine's Day, um, 
we ended up trying to do Molly together um, for Valentine's Day to kind of like spice up our sex because we had no noticed like the chemistry was changing between us. And I ended up having a panic attack off of Molly, which is crazy. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I've done Molly before and never experienced anything like that. Like maybe because of the stress of the situation. Yep. Was, uh, fucking up your your brain. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you taking that pill, like, and the shit was, over the edge. It was trippy, like, and that's when it was in that moment that I decided, like, you know, like, all of this is just, it's a waste of time. Like, it's a waste of energy. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I think when it comes to to ghosting, it really is about reclaiming your self worth because. Mm-hmm. The process of like being ghosted and trying to heal from ghosting, like searching for clarity that give it up delicious. You're never gonna you're never gonna get it. Like it's a waste of your time and energy. It's a quote that I'm looking for because I literally say this shit all the time. I've said this like numerous of times. Like it's not um what am I doing wrong? You know what I'm trying to say. Like, I've said this shit so many fucking times. Like, Girl, you know, them poppers, my memory, I don't ah! know. <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless, I digress. Um, Like, I've experienced this with Blondie. You know what I mean? Like, oh, when uh, he was going through his little situation when I first disclosed, this man is a reoccurring thing, and I hate this shit. Like, I am coming to terms with this shit. Like, you know... Let this man go. You know what I mean? Like, he was adorable. I felt like he was the person to be because, you know, I haven't liked anybody in a long time. But uh, the fact that the man ghosted me twice Mm. and then, like, when I came back or when he found his way back, like, he still dogged me. Like, you know. What is it about something you can't have? I think that's the other thing about it. Yeah. Like when it comes to these ghosts. Yeah, like, I sound like Lil John. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, um, I don't know what that's about. Like and that's what it is. You you can't have this thing. They're not giving you access to them anymore. So it's like their desirability just increases tenfold because you can't have them. Yeah. And you have to. You're processing that those feelings of like what is it about me that's not worthy enough to have you and i think it, it kind of speaks to our vanity as well like we see ourselves in in such high regard that it's like when somebody or what is it about you that you feel like uh you can't express like why are you hiding your feelings from me mm, you know what i mean yeah. like i know it's not me because i'm showing you all parts of me you know and i'm trying to share myself with you like i think very highly of myself and um sometimes they do put me in a space of where like you know i'm getting put down a bit you know i'm making myself less than what i am you know what Mm -hmm. i mean to be to be with with you but no like yeah you should never do that no like not to get to your level to understand you like no like you need to understand me for real like uh i really want to know what goes through their head and why they can't you know take in the love that 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 is given to them sister girl we done already we talked about it because we've been the ghosts before so it's like we know 
that it's it's solely fear of hurting the other people's feelings. Okay. And and that's why I was I was trying to get at before because I think it's like it speaks to our vanity of like we can't fathom what could possibly be wrong with us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a very hard thing to do is come face to face with like what that person deems wrong about you because what they deem to be wrong about you is not what is not inherently wrong because there's nothing wrong with you like you're right. made perfectly. But like getting to the root of what could possibly be wrong with you in their eyes. And you know what's crazy? Like, it is a difference. It's a huge difference to, or for somebody to ghost you, like you've been talking to them for, I want to say three plus years and uh, months at a time, like almost a year. And then opposed to a person you go out on a date with for one you know yeah. what I mean? You get what I'm saying? Yeah, because that's what I, I was thinking about earlier, too. It's, um, it's not just, like, cut and dry. They've ghosted you. They've also, like, shown you things that would indicate that you were moving in the right direction or that something about your connection was and working. And it could be just instantly a click. And yeah. they just, they wake up one morning and that's it. But I think the part that I'm curious about is, like, how do, in knowing that they've ghosted you, how do they feel and I think speaking from my experience of when I've ghosted people, it's solely been um, out of fear. So I don't feel good about it. I do feel remorseful to a certain extent, but I think there's a feeling of relief of like not having to confront those fears. And other times, like most of the people that has ghosted me have came back and told me like they were fearful of you know themselves oh yeah themselves you know they didn't know how to cope with what was given to them interesting and they were looking for or i will put one person in perspective they had put me into their partners that they were looking for you know what i mean like everything i did for them was right but they didn't know how to take that shit it's interesting. It's a it's an interesting topic. And I think um regardless of of our reasonings for why we do it, I think it's worth acknowledging that it's not the correct way to to inter- to interact with each other, especially when it comes to like sexual relationships because people's feelings are at stake. Mm-hmm. And I don't people even are know. crazy too. Yeah. People are fucking crazy. We're all fucking. Yeah. We all and I, everybody out here has a little tick tick boom in them. Like it takes the right person that will take them over the edge. You know what I mean? And you know, you just got to be cautious of that shit. Like ghosting can be a big deal. Yeah, it's it's my hope that we can. Reach a place out of it. I don't know. It's probably not possible, but I'm I'm hoping that we can reach a place where we're able to better communicate. I think it has a lot to do with like technology giving us such like proximity um, and reach to people and access to people. But there has to be a turning point because I think this is like an interesting phenomenon that causes very problematic ripples, especially in our community. It's been talked about so many damn times. Yeah, like, everywhere. It's mm-hmm. shit. For our listeners, I just hope that 
you know, if you have been ghosted, you figure out a way to heal from the the trauma and stop searching for clarity that you may not get and and really focus on how you can better your next relationship, how you can be prepared for your next relationship without the weight of that trauma. Mm-hmm. And for the ghost out there to heavily consider your impact in doing what you do, because it might not, it's not right. No. Even to ourselves, like, we have to better articulate that to whoever we deal with. Yeah. Moving forward. Are you prepared to pledge to to work on that? Absolutely. I, yes, I can say that I am. It's going to be, it's going to be. It's going to be a messy situation, but I'd rather be straight up and tell them, like, you know, hey, this is what it is. This is what didn't rub me the right way. Yeah. This is what I'm not looking for. You know what? Or right. I'm not yeah. ready for right now. You know what I mean? Because I think that's what it means to be a hoochie. Like, yeah. <laughs> straight up, like, being able to articulate your wants and needs, your desires, and, you know, standing firmly in that. So We literally just posted this. Like, <laughs> what do we want? Like, how do you let people know what do you want out of sex? You know yeah. what I mean? You've got to be able to articulate that. If you're grown enough to fuck, you're grown enough to communicate. So you've got to be able to communicate. Absolutely. Sheesh, this has been a long episode. Do you have any final thoughts? Um, No, I don't have any final thoughts. I feel fulfilled. Me too. Well, guys, we love you. We appreciate you. And on that note, hoochies out. Bye.